you're listening to the Omega Church Sermon of the Week. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to stay up to date with our latest teachings and feel free to reach out to us via our Facebook page or website. As you listen to this message, we pray God will reveal himself to you in a fresh way. So we've been studying uh, the epistle of John, uh, the first epistle, and uh, this is also one of the things at Omega, we are committed to study the Word of God. We don't jump around Genesis to Revelation, we <laughs> start a book, verse by verse we try to study it and see what God has for us to learn uh, in the scripture. And uh, this is our vision is that people should be filled with the Word of God and live obey the word of God and honor God through obedience. This is our vision. Everyone should be having that hunger to know more of God's word. Because when you know God's word, you know, it is sharper than any two-doubled sword. It goes into the piercing of soul and the spirit. It can divide the soul and the spirit. So intentions and thoughts, everything. So we, we value the preciousness of, and the power of the word and we want that to be one of the marks of our fellowship. So last week we have studied uh, 1 John chapter 4 verses 1 to 6. And uh, we are, they are available, all our previous messages are available on the podcast. Either Google or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, seven different platforms. You can listen to it. And uh, yeah, if you subscribe, it'll, you'll, of course you'll get a notification when there's a new message every week. Now, in this uh, portion, that is verses 7 to 11, in fact, I intend to finish the whole chapter, but let us see how the time goes, <laughs> if possible. I would like to title this particular uh, portion, verses 7 to 11, Knowing God Through Love. Knowing God Through Love. In this chapter, the word love appears about 29 times in verses 7 to 12. It appears 15 times in King James Version. In the entire epistle, 43 times. So if the whole epistle, the word love appears 43 times, and you find 29 times in this chapter, then you know that it is the most important idea that author is communicating. He wants to talk about the love. But is it the first time that he's talking about in this epistle? No. He already talked about it in the... Um, where is it gone? Yeah. Uh, 1 John chapter 2 verses 9 onwards I'll read it for you. Anyway, just to refresh our memory. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. He spoke about love again in 1 John chapter 3, verses 17 onwards. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let's not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And now in chapter 4 he's talking about, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he, for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. 
So why is John repeating the importance of love a third time in a short epistle? There's a different grades of love he talks about. And uh, in the previous portion, verses 1 to 6, we focused on mutual abiding. Me in Christ, Christ in me. You in God, God in you. So that is what we focused on last week. What does it mean to have this mutual abiding? If you live in God and God lives in you, what kind of life we should be living? That's what we focused. It was, uh, some people have given me feedback. That was a very powerful message. So please, if some of you missed out, can listen to it on the podcast. And um, now, he's talking about mutual love. He talked about mutual abiding before. God living in you, you living in God. Me in Christ, Christ in me. Father in me, me in Father. You know, that's kind of a mutual abiding. Now he's talking about mutual love. That is, God's love in us and we in his love. That kind of a thing. I will read it for you again. Where is that? Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. So where is the origin of love? Comes from? God. It comes from God. So, so many times we have heard God is love. That's the definition. Or not, I shouldn't be using the word definition because I'm going to talk against it. That's the verse he used is God is love. Apostle John makes his declaration God is love. Is he giving us a definition about God? No. If it is just saying God is love, he is only love, then he is not just and he is not merciful, he is not gracious and so many things will be, will be missing out. So, God is not only love, but he's just one of those characteristics that stands out is his love. If he doesn't have love, we have a big problem. Why? Because we have the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, always living in mutual love, even before anything ever was created. When, when, when only God existed, nothing else was created. With whom did God share love? If he was only a single person. Like if you have only God, is not a singular, like when I say one means one, you know, when we say that God is one and is a singular God, he has got no place where he can share his love. That's the reason why we have a triune God. That means God was self-satisfied. He had love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit has existed for eternity to eternity, has always existed. So there was no necessity for him to create. Many of us think, why did God create? Maybe he needed us. No. Because there was love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit forever and ever from the beginning. Always has existed. And because of that love, because of that love, everything else comes out of that love. So it is very difficult to understand and completely comprehend the love of God. In fact, when Paul prays for the Ephesians in chapter 3, he says that, that you may know the length and breadth and depth and height of his love. How, 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 how much, how, how is it easy? Suppose you are a swimmer and you jump into a well and you are a good swimmer, you can swim from corner to corner, you know, from the top to the, to the bottom. Imagine like that. But if you are in an ocean, if you are in an ocean, how are you going to cross from end to end? How are you going to touch the depths of it? The immensity of understanding God's love is beyond human comprehension. We can never fathom his love, the depth of his love. 
but you can taste it it's very real you can taste his love it's very real you will not be disappointed when you come to god and say i want to i want to know your love i want to know your love when you come to god and say lord i want to know your you will not be disappointed because he is readily wanting to share his love with you he wants to pour out his love into your spirit into your soul into your being and he wants to be satisfied by his love and you, he doesn't want you to look anywhere else you come to him at one stop there you will meet god and that will be the end in itself to know his love will be an end in itself it was david brainard the american missionary to africa he said love of god alone is capable of bringing revival you want revival in any church revival in a city it is the love of god that is going to bring the revival because if we don't respond to god's love we are not going to respond to his judgment or his wrath or his any other aspect of it tell your neighbor if we don't respond to his love we don't respond to his wrath you cannot terrify a man into believing in jesus you cannot talk about hell and push him to believe in jesus if he is not drawn by the love of christ on the cross there's nothing that is going to move the man because on the cross god had shown the full extent of his love for us sinners who deserve nothing but judgment he poured out his love upon the cross for us you have any doubt about how do i understand this god how do i know his love focus on the cross meditate meditate upon the cross and look at the suffering of the son of god that will speak volumes and volumes and volumes 2000 years have passed and we have not exhausted meditating on the love of god on the cross we can never finish meditating on it enough for eternity to eternity we are going to be in his presence because we are believing in jesus we are saved we are going to be with god forever and one of the things you will explore is god's love we will explore god's love for eternity in his presence if you are not moved by god's love you cannot be moved by his wrath to love others so god's god is love is spoken of in this passage twice in verse 8 and verse 16 but the most important words that apostle uses here is let us love one another let's all say those words let us love one another now in grammar you call it as reflexive word you know it's a reflexive let us love one another that means you love other person and the other person loves you back you understand what i mean it's like you are throwing a ball at the wall it will bounce back at you so the love is let us love one another that means we have to show love to somebody and then you will receive love back and if you hate somebody what will bounce back what will bounce back hate that's what you'll get back so apostle here says let us love one another it's a reflex reflexive action it is used three times verse 7 and 11 and 12 uh, love comes from god god is love sorry uh, 11 verse and 
I'll read it for you from here. I have highlighted the ink, but still, you know, it's so difficult to find it. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Verse 12, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Now, this is one of the, the I would say, uh, a mystery. Mystery is when you encounter God's love, when you encounter God's love, it is going to change you. 100% is going to change you. I, I'm reminded about uh, one man called Nicky Cruz who was into drugs and into gang fights and many of you know about him. At the age of 17, he was put before magistrate 21 times on charges of murder and he was let off because there was no evidence. But there was a man um, who was reaching out to my pastor and one of those encounters when he meets Nicky, he says, Nicky, God loves you. Nikki pulled out his knife and said, if you put one step ahead, I'm going to cut you to a thousand pieces. And then the pastor replies back, then Nikki, every piece will tell you God loves you. Every piece will tell you God loves you. And after that encounter, when he goes back into his house, Nikki fell on, on his knees and surrendered his life to Christ. So there's nothing in this world that can conquer more than love more than love. And um, so reflex reaction, that's what we are, we are thinking about. And one of the things is, God is invisible. You cannot see God with your physical eyes. But how can you see him? How can he be made known to us? By love. When you love, you are showing one aspect of God through the action of love through the action of love. And I tell you, um, imagine a mother, imagine a mother who is poor and malnourished. You can look at her and know that she's not well-dressed, not very strong. But then, she's nursing a baby at her breast, a plump and healthy baby. And far from complaining, the mother gazes down at her child with eyes shining with happiness and pride. Can that mother be malnourished, weak, and still nurse a baby who is healthy and strong? Yes or no? It can. That, is the, that, she, that mother is showing the love of God. That mother is showing the love of God. She is giving more than what she can give. Sacrificial love. I tell you, without sacrifice, there's no love. You have to sacrifice something. Only then the love becomes evident. You have to sacrifice your time. You have to sacrifice your money. You have to sacrifice whatever needs to be. And sometimes they may say harsh words to you. You must be able to swallow them up and still smile at them and show them love. So there has to be sacrifice. And without sacrifice, this love will not shine forth. And the best of the places God showed his love is upon the cross. And that's where you see the full extent of God's love. Full extent of God's love. And Jesus said, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. There's no 
nobody can do more than just laying down their own life and jesus said i am laying down my life for you i am not calling you servants i am calling you friends he told the disciples and basically the whole heart of jesus was to be, he was a lamb of god who takes over the sin of the whole world he came to sacrifice himself and if you want to understand love only through the lens of sacrifice can we understand full extent of love if you don't carry the lens of sacrifice you won't understand what love is all about even when i was growing up my mom used to we we were three children to her but she loved me more because i was the eldest and she had hopes that this boy will save the family because when i was growing up my father lost his job when i was in year 8 and then he died when i was in year 11 or 12 and there was no support for the family we have seen what poverty is very close angle i have looked stared into the poverty face of poverty i know it but when it, when it comes time for food she would not eat before we ate she makes sure she made sure that we ate and then she would eat so i am not a very emotional guy sometimes i i think why am i built i mean why am i made like this you know wired without having lot of emotions but there are sometimes i may have emotions but one thing is i am not having certain kind of emotions one of them is i don't express love too much even my children know it i never hug them or <laughs> tell them i love you <laughs> but they know that i love them i think that may be what i inherited from my mother she never hugged me she never said she loves me but i know that she had tons of love there was a time when she was sick and i had to go from here to india to visit her and the doctor said it will be few more days she will be gone she was anemic her liver was failing kidneys were failing everything was failing and i immediately booked a ticket and then flew to india and then go to the hospital where she was lying down and by evening she sat up in the bed and in two days she was discharged why because she saw the sun see that is what how much she loved me even a woman can come out of a sick bed just by looking at the sun if i had not gone probably she would have died i am not exaggerating see many mothers heart is in their son i am not exaggerating at all ask the mothers they will say i love my son you know so that's what i can say so i could i one of the things when i when i was learning about god's love i often say to god i thank you for my mother because through her love i understand who you are i understand god's love through mother's love for me so many times i have said it to god if you did not give me a mother like her who was sacrificing her own turned her blood into food for us how will i know your love how will i know your love if a parent is millionaire and a millionaire a billionaire and he gives the son a credit card puts on it a million dollars and says go spend whatever i mean way you want to spend that son will not see the love of the father but where there is no resources and the mother and the father they sacrifice to upbring the bring up the child create money for the education and the future that ask the child how much the parents love them they have more to say than a son a millionaire son why because they are able to demonstrate love by sacrifice sacrifice
and i tell you god has shown this mighty sacrifice on the cross for us and any time you think the world is dry i am going through so many problems i think god has left me he doesn't care for me why am i in this trouble why am i in this pain just sit down close your eyes focus on the cross and visualize the son of god in pain writhing in pain that blood dripping down that crown of thorns and that blood dripping from the nail pierced hands and those feet and think about it even after he is dead he was not left alone the soldier comes and pierces through a spear and it went through the side and punctured his heart that only shows how much man hates god we don't leave him even when he's dead upon the cross we still want to make sure he's really dead by piercing with a spear that's the human side of it but meditate upon what he has done for you and i tell you nothing may change in your life but you will be sure that god loves you even if nothing changes you will be sure that god loves you why should we love each other ask your neighbor why should we love each other it's a practical question isn't it why should we love each other because it's based on god's nature is based on god's nature god is love therefore we have to love and there are two reasons one it comes from god love comes from god second god is love god is love god is love in his inmost being the other statements we read in scripture are god is spirit john 4:24 god is light 1 john 1:5 god is consuming fire hebrews 12:29 god is love 1 john 4:16 So why am I making other statements? You can't just be stuck with one word to describe God. He is love. He is spirit. He is truth. He is light. He is gracious. He is merciful. He is just. He is righteous. You know, Tozer, when he talks about in, in his book, you know, Knowledge of the Holy, he talks about a, a saint who sang about a God of thousand attributes. Now, whatever is true about God is an attribute, and another sang about numberless attributes. You can never exhaust worshiping God, praising God for who He is. And love is just one aspect. Love is just one aspect. But strangely, the human heart has an affinity for love more than any other attribute. You respond to love. You respond to love, and God is love. God is love. Sharaka wasarita. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I was trying to make sense out of this chapter, you know. <laughs> It is so hard to connect them all. But I sat down and tried to do. First, I thought I must think of a triangle: God, me, and the world, the neighbor, you know, the enemy. It's interesting. The Old Testament said, "Love your neighbor as yourself," but Jesus said, "Love your enemies." one man said it's because most probably the neighbor is an enemy <laughs> so you have to love your enemies and it is a difficult job to do but if you try in your strength you will fail but when you are filled with the holy spirit 
when you're filled and saturated with the love of God, then you can love your enemies. I was listening to one of the Hindu gurus. I never usually listen to anybody like that. But one Hindu guru, I was listening to him last week on YouTube. Somebody put a comment there. They asked a question, what do you think about Jesus Christ? I said, okay, let me hear what this guy has to say. And he began saying, it is Jesus who said, if an enemy strikes you on one cheek, show the other cheek. And he said, is it practical? Can we do now? I don't suggest it, he said. So <laughs> he even said, since three, four years, I'm telling now that you stand up to your rights. I said, this guru is out of his mind. <laughs> because you can never change what Jesus says is ultimate truth. Ultimate truth. The way you can discover yourself is by obeying the scripture. And when you, are set your heart, when you set your heart to obey the scriptures, you will know that the, tr the scriptures are true because you will experience the scripture when you obey it. See, this is a secret. We can have a head knowledge of the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, that will not save you. But you, when you begin to practice what you see there, that will change you. That will change you. As surely as an aeroplane is made aerodynamically, that when it reaches a certain speed, and when you put the ailerons down, it is going to carry it up and it is going to fly. So surely, you are so designed to fly when you obey the word of God, you will never sink. You will never sink. So the invisible God becomes visible by your love. How to manifest God's invisible love? By you practicing love. God no one can see. Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, you don't know where he comes from, where he goes, but you can feel the effects of it. Same way you cannot know God also, you cannot see God with your eyes. You cannot see God with your eyes. But when you practice love, the other person will begin to see God in you. Why? Because love is from God. And when you obey and when you demonstrate love, then the other people will know that God is real. They can't see God, but because of you, they can see God. So my next question is, I used to read certain uh, newspaper article some time ago about a man in India who found his calling by visiting people under the bridges, by the roadside, the homeless and destitutes, and some, sometimes they are about to die. There's no one to care for them. This guy will stop by. He'll give him a bath and will change his clothes, feed him food with his own hand into his mouth, and then put him in his, uh, a three-wheel uh, vehicle, auto rickshaw they call it, auto, and then take him to his house and take care of the man. And when he becomes well, and then he will go and find one more. And this he does with his own means. He will be driving the auto rickshaw, make money, and use that money to serve the community. Is that man saved? No. The only way is you have to first respond to the love of God and then demonstrate the love of God. Just by demonstrating the love of God, you will not be saved. Am I communicating? You believe in Jesus. You are saved. Because you are saved, you will begin to demonstrate the love of God. When you demonstrate the love of God, then people will see that God who is invisible. God whom you cannot see, 
will be made to be seen by your love. By your love. We don't love God if we don't love our brother or anyone, other person. Somebody says, I love God. Then you don't get along with many people. It's very difficult to say that you love God. So we need to test ourselves. John 13, 34, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. So this is the commandment. Whenever John talks about, I give you a new command, he is referring to the words of Jesus that he heard when Jesus spoke from John 13:34, And he builds from that, this whole epistle, and demonstrates how we ought to love. Now, quickly I have to finish uh, what are the other things that are spoken of in this chapter. So, um, let's begin with verse 7. We love, if we love, we are born of God. And we know God. If we don't love, we are not born of God. We don't know God. It's very simple. If anybody says, do you know God? And you say yes, then you must be willing to demonstrate that love. Otherwise, you don't know God. We are denying God by our words and our actions. We may be professing with our lips, but we are denying by our actions by not loving the people. So, one of the things I wanted to ask this morning was, will we pass this test of love? Would you pass the test of love? If you say no, then even I would doubt that you are saved. I'm not trying to say you are not saved. But we, we can never fully practice it in this side of the world. But we have to do in a, in a measurable way, we must be able to say more of love in our life every day. It's not 100% possible to demonstrate all the time the God's love. But I'm not saying it's a license for you to not to love people. If you believe in Jesus, there has to be increasing measure of demonstration of God's love in your life. That is a sign that you are saved. How do you know you are saved? Only by showing love. Only by showing love. Verse 7 or verse 10. God loved us. We didn't love God. So in order for us to understand this love, the initiation comes from God. The first step is taken by God. He is the one who first loved us. We didn't choose to love him first, but he chose to love us first. Therefore, we are loving him back. It's just a reflexive action. Verse 11. God loved us. We need to love one another. Because God loved, we need to love one another. That is the foundation is God's love is the foundation for us to love anyone else. That is the foundation. Verse 12. No one has seen God. If we love one another, God, love, God lives in us. What is he trying to say here in this verse? Verse 12. No one has seen God. That is in, invisible. God is invisible. If we love one another, God lives in us. His love lives in us. So, that's the only way we can demonstrate to the world that God is alive or is living, is by our love. If we fail to demonstrate God's love in our life, we are failing to show God to the world. If we want to show God to the world, we must practice love. Love is made complete in us. God's love is made complete in us when we love other people. So you want to experience God? Show love. Verse 13. 
mutual indwelling proof is holy spirit you are in god god is in you god's love is abiding in you you are love you are abiding in god's love how do we know by the holy spirit has given to you so many times we want to say ah holy spirit is i'm i am already filled with the holy spirit but you don't show love where is the holy spirit in you it's easy for us to claim that you are indwelled by the holy spirit but if you don't show love the world will not know that you are filled with the holy spirit that's the reason why god in his wisdom gave us the gifts of the holy spirit and the fruit of the holy spirit the fruit of the holy spirit is love joy peace starts with love the topmost everything flows from there and the gifts are given so that when you pray for sick people they recover so that gives you a motivation to love people and pray for people when you see people who are demonized and troubled you take authority in the name of jesus you set them free then you are telling them that god loves them by your action so the gifts of the holy spirit are given to demonstrate the love of god to demonstrate the love of god the question is where do you stand before god in all these things are you sure you are filled with the holy spirit are you demonstrating god's love are you praying for people to heal them to be healed to be re- i mean you counsel them you stand by them put your hand on the shoulder who is grieving or support somebody what is that you do to show that you love god it has to be practical you have to reach out to somebody you can't be in your four walls in your house and i say uh, children let's have family prayer in the morning read the bible pray and they say thanks lord for the breakfast thank you for the lunch thank you for the dinner and let's again gather together read the bible that's not life i tell you you got to that love has to go out of the four walls to somebody who is in need then you know that you are you are indwelled by the love of god do you say you, you you are full of god's love you should go beyond your family beyond your family someone said god thank you for the food bless me and my kids and no one else <laughs> it's not god's love god's love cannot flow out of you if you if you are stuck with that kind of a prayer verse 14 jesus is the son of god when when you when you are saying jesus is the son of god you have to show that love if you don't show the love then our proclaiming with the word with the mouth that jesus is the son of god is not going to be of any use i'll just read verse 14 anyway verse 14 and we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world so he was he sent his son to be savior of the savior of the world and we have to carry this message you know god depended so much on those 12 people that bunch handful of people what did he do in the 3 and 1/2 years he showed them only one thing that he is god how did he show it by loving them by loving them so that's the reason why john begins his epistle by saying that the the word of life which we have seen which we have beheld our hands have touched and we have tasted him in every possible way that is the foundation and because they experienced god he was able to write put it in words here the gospel and we are basing our gospel on his testimony of his experience of god's love first hand but 
It is not only apostles who can experience it. You can experience it. Many of us have, we are believers, but we have no time for God. To be honest, we have the, that's the least priority for us. It's the least priority for us. Many of us will be convicted before God that many other things have mattered more than God for us on a daily, on a daily uh, in our lives on a daily basis. It could be playing golf, it could be fishing, it can be shopping, it can be um, many other things, just partying and meeting people. But where is the time for God? Is there a time when you don't ask anything in his presence and just kneel down and say, I worship you, I love you, Jesus. I worship you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy are you, Lord. Holy and true are your God. Can you worship God without asking anything for 15 minutes? Or is it too much? Let's say five minutes. Let's begin that. Just let's love God. Say to him, we love him. Wait in his presence. And let his Holy Spirit come wash over you. Like a sea waves come and touch the shore. Let his love come out and wash you and go back. And wash you and go back. Just imagine you are on the seashore. And let the waves come. God's love in waves wash over you. It will leave you again. Wash over you again. Can you imagine just sitting by the seashore and allow the waves to come and wash you with just try it. And I tell you, you'll get hooked to it. You'll get hooked to it. Because God's love is addictive. God's love is addictive. Once you begin to taste his love, you will run to his presence. Even if it's for one minute at the end of the day, you will kneel down and say, God, I want to quieten my mind. I want to connect with you. I want to touch you. I want to feel you. I want to, God, I want to tell you that I love you. You know, that's, that's how we are going to change. Verse 17, we have confidence in the day of judgment. When you love people, when you are indwelled by God's love, you are in God and God is in you, his love fills you and you are living for other people, then you have confidence on the day of judgment. You will not shrink back from God. You will not have any fear of God. You will not be worried about God the judge. Why? Because you have been filled with the love of God during your life. So my question is, how is your life preparing you to face the day of judgment? How are you prepared to face the day of judgment? Are you living a life of love? Then you don't have to worry about judgment. You will have confidence on that day. Verse 17. Verse 18. As he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus was in the world, so are you in the world today. So what did Jesus do? He showed his love. So what are you supposed to do? You have to show your love. You have to demonstrate Christ's love through your life. And I tell you, when I was preparing for this message, I had to confess, God, I have been unloving in certain areas of my life. Forgive me. And today, I want you to fill me fresh with your love again. I want to be a testimony, a witness where I have failed you. Where I have failed you, I want to stand up and demonstrate your love. Will you give me strength? Will you give me strength? That is how I was praying uh, last night. In verse 18, there is no fear in love. If you have fear of God, 
If you have fear to approach him, that means you are not tasted his love. You are not abiding in his love. When you abide in his love, there will not be any fear. The way these two things cannot coexist in your heart. Either there is love in your heart for God, or there is fear of God in your heart. If you can't have both, you can't have both. When love comes, it casts out fear. It casts out fear. Think about any any person with whom you have strained relationship. You you have strained relationship. You are now approaching the person. If you have fear, there is no love. But if there is love and acceptance from the other person, then you have no fear. Am I communicating? So that is how it is. If fear and love they cannot coexist. Verse eighteen: There is no fear in love. And Jesus said in John thirteen thirty five, "By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another." One of the ways we are letting down Christ is by our lack of love. The world looks at us and say, "They can't be disciples of Jesus." Why? We don't show love. In another place, in John chapter seventeen, he said, "God, as I am in you, you are in me. They may be one in us. The unity." and love these are two characteristics unity and love are the two characteristics of christians that will change the world you want to say i want to evangelize the whole world if there is no unity and no love you will not get any success what are the two things we need to have unity and love if we have unity and love then you can begin to change the world in the place where you are you change and wherever we are all all the places are changed then the whole city is changed this is a time to introspection i'm afraid to say that we fail this test of love we may i'm afraid to say that we will fail we will be failing this test the more i look into the world the more i feel convicted that i am not loving so may the lord the holy spirit touch us this morning refresh our heart and fill us with his love so do we begin to practice love in our life in relationships at work in business wherever we are let us begin to show this love of god shall we pass for word of prayer sharaka barasta kurunu roho boronasta kurunu shabarhana sandasta kurunu shana mandasta kurunu rokoshe karana marasikhe bana sandarana rohundostu The Lord says, "Who did you mark out as a person you cannot love? Who did you label as somebody whom you cannot love?" The Lord says, "Do something about it before it is too late. Be do something about that person whom you have labeled as unlovable. Do something about it." ಶನ ಮಾರ ಶಕ್ತೆ ರಾಹ ಶಕ್ತರೆ ರೋ ರೋ ಬೋರಿನ್ ಮಂದ ಸಬರನ್ನು ರೋ ಸಕ್ತ ಬಾರನ್ನು ಶಾನ ಮಹಾಸಕ್ತರೆ ಕೊರೋಹೋನಿ ಮಾರ ಸಕ್ತ ಕೊರೋನಿ ಯು ಆರ್ ಆಸ್ಕಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕ್ವಶನ್ ಈಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಪಾಸಿಬಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ಮೀಟ್ ಲವ್ ಆಸ್ ದ ವರ್ಡ್ ಕಮಾಂಡ್ಸ್ ಮೀಟ್ ಲವ್ ಇಟ್ ಮೇ ನಾಟ್ ಬಿ ಪಾಸಿಬಲ್ ವಿತ್ ಯುವರ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂಥ್ ಬಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಪಾಸಿಬಲ್ ಬೈ ದ ಪವರ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಸ್ ಹೋಲಿ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಟ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಈಸ್ ವಿತ್ ಮೈ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಟ್ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಯು ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಪಾಸಿಬಲ್ ಟು ಲವ್ ರಹರೆ ಬಾರನ ಮಂದ ಸವಿರ ನಸ್ತೋ ಶಮರ ರಹನೆ ರಹರೆ ರೇಖೆ ಕೊರೋರೋನು ಮಂದಸ್ತು ಕೊರೋನಿ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಎಸ್
do not give up hold on this is a battle to love is not easy it is more is very costly but god says you can love because i have loved you koroni mara sharinda sikthrene barasanda kashrastu rono karikandano rohosikirene mahashara bandastu korono reena mahasistikirsarene the lord says begin to love begin to love so that you will not have to be ashamed on the day of judgment thank you father for your words of encouragement and it is now time for us to respond to god would you like to say to this lord god i thank you for you loved me and you have shown me the extent of your love by your death upon the cross now here am i i am willing to demonstrate that love in my life in my relationships in my family in my business in my work just stand where you are i'm going to ask the holy spirit to come and refresh you and touch you just tell him oh god i need this love i need this power to love i need the power of the holy spirit to love just commit yourself to god and say i need you holy ghost 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 i need you you are desperate for it you will get it this morning he is going to touch you koroshana mandastikrene bahabarano sandha saktare bahastakuroni roshoboroni mandastakuroni reena mara saktaroni joseph's brothers envied him threw him into the pit pulled him out sold him as a slave to show how much they hated him but god's love overruled their actions their names are written on the foundations of heaven their names are written on the foundations of heaven that is how god is god of love what you have failed to do in the past will not affect your future but what you want to do from today is going to change your future rehabara sandare bhastakurono lord i thank you for the children who have responded to your word i pray right now that you will touch their heart and i invite the holy spirit to come with power upon them rehana manda serehe shaktaro borono father i pray right now let the wave of the love of god oh god wash over them oh god as i stand by the sea shore of god infinite love let your love waves of love wash over them wash over them fill them now oh god i pray come with power upon them in the mighty name of jesus christ of nazareth right now receive a touch of the holy ghost touch lord right now in jesus mighty name thank you jesus i bless your name exalt your name and lord bless this word that we may not forget it that oh god we pray that you help us that we may not fail this test of love in our life but may pass it by your grace and by the help of the holy spirit to the glory of your name help us to glorify your name help us to manifest your name help us to show the invisible god to the world by our love to the glory of your name in jesus name we pray amen amen the lord bless you guys thank you jesus thanks for joining us at omega If you need prayer for healing or breakthrough or simply to find out more please head to our website or Facebook page in the links below.